Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology today. And we're here on part two of the city of Jerusalem. So you don't want to miss that. So let's dive in on page 343 of the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Fourth edition archaeological supplement. We'll give some commentary around it. So in 1865, Warren and Wilson sank seven shafts as much as 90 feet in the Tyropean Valley. They examined the underground temple walls and found them to be constructed mostly of very large and beautifully worked stones fitted together in the most marvelous manner, the joints being hardly discernible. These great stones belonged to the time of Herod the Greater earlier. They also found quantities of pottery, many lamps, and second pavement 22 feet below the present ground level. And below this pavement, they uncovered the stone signet of Haggai, the son of Shebaniah. This was significant since the prophet had made direct allusions to the signet in Haggai 2.23. And that's one of a series of signet readings in the Holy Land. There's tremendous proofs to the authenticity of Scripture. I've got, Lord willing, in the future, a whole episode or two or three dedicated just to that. They also sank three shafts near the southeast corner of the temple area wall, 180 feet, 100, and a third 125 feet. I will say some of the stones they feel they have found now are from Solomon's temple. They think, and they are just huge. 125 feet. At various intervals, horizontal galleries were tunneled back to the walls, and careful inspection uh, were made. The masonry had been laid with a precision and fineness of joint only surpassed by the early Egyptian work on the pyramids. At the southeast corner, more than 90 feet below the present ground level, Warren found a cornerstone which was 3 feet 8 inches high by 14 feet long, weighed approximately 100 tons. Many feel this stone could well have been laid by Solomon. In his efforts to trace the ancient city walls, Warren sank many shafts on the hill Ophel and laid bare David's wall for 400 feet. Raymond Well, McAllister, Duncan, Sukunik, and Moyer all made valuable discoveries in tracing the ancient walls and towers around Ophel onto the citadel of David and traced even the third wall built by Herod Agrippa, which ran on westward and circled back to pass back through the property about the American school Oriental Research, and on toward the present corner wall near the Palestine Archaeological Museum. In some areas, the modern walls built by Suleiman the Magnificent in 1537-42 were constructed on the foundations of the ancient walls. In 1880, some schoolboys were wading in the Pool of Siloam when one waded about 19 feet into the conduit and discovered some peculiar marks cut in the east rock above the water level. Marks that looked like writing. When they informed their teacher, Professor Conrad Schick, he and Dr. Sace, and Dr. Sace, famous name in biblical archaeology. We want to read his stuff. 
visited the spot and copied the inscription. It consisted of six lines written in ancient Hebrew, Paleo or Classical Hebrew as it's called, practically the same characters and alphabet on those used on the Moabite stone. The inscription reads as follows. Now, we'll say this. I've been trying to get a large print Thompson chain, and when it goes into cursive in this, it's very difficult for me. <laughs> Let's take a stab at it. Now, this is the story of the boring through. Yeah, the boring through. While the excavators were still lifting up their picks, each toward his fellow, and while they got within three cubits to excavate, there was heard the voice of one calling to another, for there was a crevice in the rock on the right hand. And on the day they completed the boring through, the stonecutter struck pick against pick, one against the other, and the waters flowed from the spring to the pool, a distance of a thousand cubits. And a hundred cubits was the height of the rock above the heads of the stonecutters. Now, this would have been like when the Assyrians were attacking Hezekiah. That's why it's known as Hezekiah's Tunnel or the Siloam Inscription. Because he was trying to get a water source into Jerusalem so the Assyrians couldn't starve him out. There was no explanation with the inscription and none was needed for all the authorities agree that it was written about 702 B.C. when Hezekiah, king of Judah, made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city, 2 Kings 2020, to preserve the waters of the spring Gihon, the virgin's fountain, for the inhabitants of Jerusalem when they were threatened with invasion and famine by the Assyrian host. The account in the Bible and the description agree. The engineers surveyed and the diggers began at both ends and worked towards the center, a distance of 1,770 feet. Now, I found it interesting, you know, we read earlier about how the precision of the stone probably from Solomon um, was as good as any except the pyramids. Fascinatingly, technology kind of devolved instead of evolved. And that's kind of a theme, not only of archaeology, but of scripture. It went from paradise to paradise lost. They dug the tunnel an average height of six feet through the solid rock and came together pick to pick, a notable feat for that day. The inscription gives unmistakable evidence of a Hebrew alphabetical script in which Isaiah and other prophets wrote much of the world's most eloquent literature. And again, long story about Paleo-Hebrew and what's called Biblical Hebrew. It's probably really not long story. Paleo-Hebrew would be the original in all probability. Unless it, the current Biblical Hebrew was lost, Paleo took its place and then came back. In 1871, Claremont Gano recovered an inscription which had once been a part of Herod's temple and marked the boundary beyond which no Gentile dared go. It read, No stranger is to enter within the balustrade around the temple and enclosure. Whosoever is caught will be responsible to himself for his death, which will follow. And this was the middle wall of partition, which was torn down. You know, Ephesians 2 talks about that. But, um, you know, Gentiles, this is what got Paul beaten for supposedly taking Trophimus into the temple when he didn't. 
The longest Aramaic inscription from the time of Jesus Christ was discovered by Professor Sukunik in 1931. It reads, Hitherto were brought the bones of Uzziah, king of Judah. Do not open. It is supposed that the reburial was made necessary by the extensive constructional work carried on by Agrippa II in Jerusalem. An excavation is now being carried on in the Ophel section of Jerusalem. Discoveries are expected, and as we continue on by the help and grace of God, they are just amazing. But what we've read, King Uzziah, King Hezekiah, uh, Solomon's stones, just so much. So anyhow, the Bible is absolutely true. Again, make a little suggestion. We always suggest people maybe make a notebook or a little journal of things you learn every day. Two, three weeks, you'll have more than almost anybody in the world at their fingertips to share with people. I mean, there's books written, and I, I say when I say almost anybody in the world, you know, maybe several thousand would have more, maybe tens of thousands, but not a lot out of 7.8 billion. And uh, trust me, it will help. It will benefit. It will bless you, strengthen your faith, and help the others. So please share and subscribe. Listen to the playlist. Please pray for us. We want to share the gospel around the world. Join us over at Facebook and YouTube on New Life of Albany, Georgia, and also newlifeofalbany.com if you'd like to partner with us. We'd love for you to help us covet your prayers. God bless you greatly in Jesus' name.